0: You're listening to midlife state of mind podcast hosted by aaron beetle and belinda fleming two gals who dish on all the challenges and opportunities that come with this middle section of your life each episode you'll find yourself going between laughter and tears as they cover all the topics you need to know about midlife Welcome back to Midlife State of Mind. I'm your host Erin Beadle and Belinda
1: Fleming. We're so glad you're joining us today. We are officially into 2023. I know it's hard to believe, right?
0: It is. I mean, the end of the holidays and the start of the new year, there's so many mixed emotions around it and it just seems like we go straight from Halloween to January. And I know you just recently had a fun trip to wrap up the holidays, right? Well, I just spent a few days out in Colorado
1: skiing, um, snowboarding, or should I say watching my children snowboard? <laughs> I tried it briefly and it's much more uh, challenging than it than it looks. And uh, but gosh, we had so much fun. My middle daughter Amelia is working at Keystone uh, Ski Resort, and my youngest son Hap Allen, who's very athletic and loves to do anything adventurous. So yeah, it was great. And then we came back home. We flew out on Christmas Day, and we spent uh, four nights, five days, and made our way back home. And
0: you didn't have any issues with the flights, like oh, a lot of people. We had a blizzard. We got the full Colorado
1: winter wonderland experience. There were about. I don't know, eight inches of snow being dumped on us while we were trying to travel from Dillon to Denver. Our flight was delayed. We ended up missing that flight even though it was delayed and caught a flight early the next morning. It was crazy. And our driver, our Uber driver, Give him a gold star. He was unbelievable. Has lived in Colorado. Knew all the back roads. Interstate seventy was shut down because of a forty car pile up. A forty car pile
0: up. <laughs> oh my gosh! And
1: my son was like, "Mom, this is a little intense." And I'm like, "I know, sweetheart, but we're in good hands, and you know,
0: <laughs> we're with a native,
1: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly." So now I am in the middle of uh, training for uh, Big Sur Marathon, which happens the yes, end of because
0: you ran it last year. Yeah, yeah and I. I loved it
1: so much and it's so beautiful and I loved just the camaraderie that it's a well it's a well uh, put on you know traditional marathon that's been around for gosh at least 20 years and if not more and I just loved it so much so I've just started my official long run this weekend and really adhering
0: to a strict schedule for the next four months yeah well you'll uh, you'll crush it (laughs) for sure you'll finish no matter what so what's been going on with you Well, got all the Christmas decor down, which was so nice, right? Does anybody else, like when you take it down, your house looks so bare? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And you're kind of like, wait, should I get more stuff? Am I a maximalist now?
1: I actually leave one of my trees up for the whole month of January for that reason, because it's, the lights bring me happiness. Totally. Winters, you know, Januarys can be a little bleak.
0: It's dreary for sure. It's been dreary all day here. But Um, you had a real tree. I have an artificial. Yeah, so. mine you cannot leave up um which we had a flock tree for the first time ever which was so awesome because you don't have to water it um Uh which was just really nice we had a little bit of a different christmas too we didn't have our older two boys weren't home this year so it was a little sad but also kind of how you know it's just the new normal and then my youngest was home he left for college went back yesterday and It was so great having him home, but I have to say that I will miss him, but I won't miss waking up to the messes every morning in the sink. I'd come downstairs, you know, because he would stay up, obviously, later than me. He's on his Christmas break, and there'd be dishes, and he actually is very thoughtful, and he doesn't leave big messes, but sometimes Jeff calls him the, like, the Hayden Hayden Cyclone because he'll, like, (laughs) we'll find, like, something here and then something there. It's never really bad. But but, one shoe at the front door, one on the steps. Yeah. (laughs) So even though, you know, I enjoyed having him home, it's always nice to kind of be like, oh, well, when I go to bed and I wake up in the morning, my house is going to look the same. (laughs) And you know, isn't it part of that midlife journey that we're on? Like we,
1: we are, we are working ourselves out of a job, yes. right? We are mothering and parenting our children, and we want them to be successful in life and be independent of us, but we still yearn for those moments, right? Oh, Holidays yeah. are so special, but we're also so proud and so happy to send them on their way, and they and, and, and we're very proud that they are making their way, right? Exactly,
0: yeah. Well, okay, so let's get into it today. We're talking about something that I think maybe a lot of our listeners will be able to relate to this idea of ruminating and I have to share because I loved it you're like me Belinda and I are very much alike we like to research so I had to actually look at what rumination means and it has two definitions that Webster has and one is positive one says a deep considered thought about something which so rumination doesn't mean it's bad but the kind of more negative way is the action of chewing the cut which I know Belinda doesn't like the, <laughs> the cow reference, but it's really it me. It actually kind of makes sense to me because it says to chew something that's already been chewed slightly and swallowed. So it's kind of
1: gross actually, but it,
0: it kind of fits. <laughs> like if you think about the metaphor or the analogy of chewing the cud, you know, it's going over, all right, you've already chewed it.
1: Like right. swallow it, it and go. move on. Let yeah, it go.
0: yeah. Swallow. Yeah. No, you know, you'll go over something. And I was thinking about this and we've talked about this before, Lynn and I have, is that I spend a lot of time where like something'll bother me, somebody might say something that bothers me and I'll find myself just going back to it and back to it and like just keeping on, like playing it over and over in my mind and like Well, it's because
1: you're a compassionate person and you really you're very self aware. And I think it it shows very good strengths and qualities about you as a person, but I also understand that you have to find the balance. Like like you can take the situation and you can self-reflect what was your part in it. What did they mean by what they said? I do it too. I mean, if it's someone I care about, Believe you me, I will... It'll like
0: wear a groove in your mind. Yeah,
1: and at the weirdest times too, like maybe, you know, not just when I'm lying in bed trying to fall asleep, but at a moment where you uh, have, you're just, a memory is jogged and you think about that person and then all of a sudden that conversation or whatever that just didn't land right... You'll think about it. And and the best thing to do, I think, is to actually reach out to that person and and, and request clarification if it is someone that's in your inner circle. Right, something
0: that you care about, like getting deeper. Yeah, if
1: it's your partner, if it's your child, you know, whatever, or or it's your best friend, and and just kind of say, hey, could we revisit that for a minute, you know? Because then you can let it go, right? Because then you know where they stand and if there was some miscommunication. But where it becomes problematic is when it becomes this negative, pattern and we get stuck in it and we all know people who will tell a story over and over and over and it could even be an attachment to a diagnosis a Mm -hmm. disease and then they become the disease yeah I've had
0: to be very careful about that with my MS like I am NOT my MS my MS is not me. I am just a person who's living with MS.
1: Absolutely. And so if you take it with the grain of salt, the same grain of salt that you are not every thought that you right. have. You are the observer of your thoughts, right? Well, that's
0: what I've tried to do when I find myself, like, if something just keeps on, I just, like, keep replaying it. I have to allow myself to just feel it. Mm-hmm. Okay. It triggered me. It doesn't have to mean anything. Right. I just have to kind of like process it, chew it, and then swallow it and move <laughs> on. But we've talked about, you and I, many times about how we'll make up a story. A story, or <laughs> we'll like project what we think that person's thinking or what they're gonna say back or. What's going to happen? It's almost like we're trying to be like...
1: And that can become paralyzing because yeah. then you then you don't want to reach out to that person. You don't want to move through it because you've already projected how you think it's going to
0: go. Yes.
1: And, and if you've projected something negative, why would you want to put yourself through that?
0: Yes, because you'll be like, if they say this, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to say this, and you're like, wait, none of that has even been said. Why am I even wasting energy on it?
1: I know, and I find myself doing that, too, and I I think that when I catch myself doing it, I have to just take a moment and say, all right, I'm witnessing whatever it is that my thoughts are, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Right. I'm not
0: going to attach myself to I'm that. I'm not
1: going mean. to do it today, and um, and then I get better. It's a practice. It's a practice. It that, is. Yeah, it, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think you can train your brain to do anything. You can train it to, to ruminate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or you
0: can train it to not. Reflection, self-reflection isn't a bad thing. And we're not saying that you need to ditch self-reflection. Everyone needs to have some. But I think that, um, and it's really interesting because I'm in a program to become a functional medicine practitioner. I think I've mentioned it on the show. And do you know that one of the things that, like, we talk a lot about, like the root causes of illness, toxic food, stress, but do you know that one of the things that our, the lady that founded our school, Tracy, she says is rumination.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She's like, it, it does you no good. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, you know, it does your body no good. It's the no equivalent
1: good. of worry, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't waste your time worrying.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say when I was looking at the psychology of rumination. One of the things that they say is that, the reason that it's bad is because it just focuses on the possible causes and the consequences and not any solutions so it's not a solution oriented um, approach to anything it's just like you're caught in this web Mm -hmm. and then the web keeps spinning and it keeps spinning and you're you're trapped in this web and often associated with anxiety and depression and when my youngest was dealing i've talked about this in previous episodes with dealing with anxiety and we actually he was you know seeing a counselor And she would say, catch the spider before it can make that web start building that web. You Mm -hmm. know, stress was the spider, obviously. Mm -hmm. And, you know, try to catch it, you know, before he can start building all these little points Mm -hmm. from this point to this point. But yeah, so we
1: don't want to bypass whatever it is that's happening. We want to experience what's happening. Yes. And we have to, um, in order to become solution driven we have to acknowledge it but we don't have to keep Get caught in it yeah and and so so i guess what i would like to do today is really encourage our listeners to to really sit with are, are there any of these patterns they can relate to mm-hmm. and are there any any tools that they're using that are are keeping them moving forward so that they're not staying stuck in a negative pattern and we'd love to hear ways that, that you know, I love hearing the ways that, you know, Hayden learned different techniques by going to counseling. And you as his parent also, it was an, such an encourager for him, right? right? So, and, and I feel like I teach yoga every week and I feel like that's part of my responsibility as a yoga teacher is to give people the tools to to, to be self-aware but not to stay caught in that space. Right, right, right.
0: So what do you think are some of the best ways? I have some some things that I think are helpful for rumination, but what are some of your go-tos or what think, would you encourage? I
1: think that um, finding time to uh, exercise Finding time to connect with, if it's yoga, linking the mind, the body, and the soul, which is that union, yoga meaning union. Anything where you're connecting with nature. Yeah. Anything where you don't feel isolated or alone. Um, Those are helpful techniques. But if you... If you are out enjoying activities outside
0: of sitting there ruminating, staying in the mind space, so those, those yeah, I think it's important. That's what I was going to say is getting in nature is helpful, even if it is alone. But I think oftentimes the awe, like just being overtaken with the you know the awe of nature, like being the oneness, the, it helps you be in the more in the moment, like being very particular. Um, the other thing that I think is really helpful. Um, is a journal dump. I'm just going to write it down. And then once I get finished writing it all down, a, a download, if you downloaded something, then it's not taking up any more of your hard drive. I, I agree. you I know, agree. it's like You're
1: creating space in your mind,
0: yeah. space in
1: your heart. And it's just that simple act of writing it down. And to me, that's the equivalent of telling a friend. Yes. You know, some people really get a release from calling their best friend or their partner and, and, and sharing it. And then there's just this
0: ah moment, right? Yes. Where, and, and not that we. Like venting, kind yeah. of. Let me just get this off my chest. I don't need you to solve it. Right. I just need you to listen. And sometimes if we
1: don't want anyone to solve
0: it. We're no. the only one that can
1: solve it, right? But we certainly want people to validate our experience. Well,
0: you know, it's interesting because that is one of the things that with my own kids, especially as they become adults, I will sometimes ask, do you. Just want to vent, or do you want my? You my want to know advice? ahead of time, yeah. And sometimes they say, "I want your advice," or sometimes they'll say, "I just want to vent," and I say, "Okay," because then I can just kind of take off that. And then you know, hat your goals. of, yeah, of oh, I'm gonna play therapist. Instead, I'm just, I'm just that journal dump, Okay, blah 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 blah, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that I, that sounds hard. That sounds hard. You know, I. But I know you can do it. Yeah, I, I think I think away. you'll you'll figure it out. You know.
1: Yeah, I
0: love that. I love
1: that um, that, that, you know, we can use, that's good advice for us parenting our children. It's good advice for how, you know, when our best friend calls us, Hey, what is it you need right now in this moment?
0: Right. Do you you need need me, do you just want to vent or do you need me to give you advice? Yeah. So I have tried to really be mindful about that because I am a helper um, by nature. And so my (laughs) go-to is to fix it.
1: That's why you and I are such good friends and have been good friends for so long. We're very solution oriented. We are not a let's lay in our misery right. and we're not victim mentality. Um, we can have our moments of, you know, of well, course. gosh, this is this is a bad day and, and I'm going to cry. And then tomorrow I'm going to put my big girl panties on and I'm going to deal with yeah, it. Deal with it. Yeah. yeah. So I do think that there are some ways that our listeners and ourselves, we can tell if we're making progress. Like I want to just share a few things. Sure. Um, because I feel like uh, we talked about that you're not bypassing whatever the issue is that you're dealing with. So you have to learn to be honest with yourself, mm-hmm. right? Take off the rose-colored glasses, midlife state of mind, is about that, right? Right, being open. Yeah, and being real with what's going on, right? right? Okay, so learning to regulate your emotions Mm -hmm. and also, especially in, in those difficult times, right? Find that... That spot where you can regulate and that's when we use the tools that we just talked about whether it's yoga whether it's breathing whether it's journaling that might be a way that you navigate you know a, an, an uncomfortable situation that you that you've been ruminating and holding
0: on to and you really need to let it go so uh, let me tell you equanimity that's like one of my favorite words in yoga we use yes it a lot. we use it a lot because I'd say you're finding calm even in the midst of chaos even if the whole world's burning down around <laughs> you this doesn't mean you're not in touch in tune with what's going on around you but you don't let yourself react yeah you're still taking action right but you're not you're you're, you're not getting carried away with the drama
1: you're so. taking responsibility for your action right is really what you're doing and i also think it's important to learn to be able to say that we're sorry so if we're ruminating about something maybe we have a little bit of a guilty conscience and maybe there might even be a little bit of regret about how we handled a certain situation i mean ruminating to me tends to be relational because it's, Mm -hmm. it's something um, I mean, you might ruminate if you, if you made a decision to start a new job or to end a job, that could be something. and So you have to live with the choices that you've made, but you can learn from that, mm-hmm. right? You can acknowledge, wow, I look back over my life and I did this, this, or this, but it was a stepping stone to something different or better or whatever. But I think when I'm thinking personally about my patterns of ruminating,
0: it's strictly about my relationships mm-hmm. that I have with others. Oh, it's always about that for me. It's never Why like Why do they amazing? say that? Or like, you know, it's like this whole little vicious cycle. So it's relationship. Totally, for sure. Well,
1: the other thing I wanted to say too is that um, making time to practice self-awareness and centering yourself around people that, that are self-aware too mm-hmm. because there's a lot of a lot of toxicity if if you have relationships with people that aren't practicing self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. And yeah. I've been in relationships like that, and I've had to set clear boundaries and with myself and boundaries with the other person. And sometimes, you know, we talk about things that don't fit in your life.
0: Well, we're going to talk about that ending friendships. <laughs> yeah,
1: because sometimes, you know, it isn't, you know, no one likes that or wants that, but maybe it's just a growth thing, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? for
0: sure. Yeah. So...
1: But yeah, develop developing and uh, a loving and nurturing self talk instead of ruminating, ruminating and getting into a negative self talk.
0: Right. right, coming up with a solution for it rather than just like only ruminating long enough to either process it or find a solution. You're either ruminating just long enough to process, or you're ruminating long enough to come up with a solution, and then you got to move on. You got to swallow and just yeah, like you
1: either have to take an action or you have to let it go. Yeah. And learn from that experience. Yeah. So what are some ways that, that you feel like you are making progress? Because we've been talking about this for a while. Yeah, you and Even I. Even though today have, is our first day we're sharing Yeah, it with we're us. sharing it with, the,
0: with our listeners. But for myself, I think sometimes it's a control thing. Mm-hmm. And I've just really the past year or more really been focusing on giving up control or the illusion of control, mm-hmm. you know, because we never have control. But I've just started... Letting things unfold. Just letting things unfold and just... I'm not going to try to manipulate things how I want them to go. They just have to happen and being open to it. And I don't mean manipulating really in an evil dictator way. You just mean trying
1: to control things to get the outcome that you want. Right. Instead of just being okay with, you know what, maybe this timetable, my timetable isn't the right timetable. The universe is telling me something different and I need to learn to have patience. Yeah. Right. I need to learn to have a little bit more empathy or a little bit, maybe I need to say I'm sorry about something. Right. And maybe that's why this
0: keeps on coming yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think I've just really been focused on just letting things go. I, and when I find myself getting into that groove where I'm chewing the cud, I'm like, <laughs> let it go, let it go. I have to, I think I'm going to start telling myself, swallow. <laughs> <laughs> But not loudly. No, uh, that's exactly. That's joke. a different story. That's an inside joke. I have misophonia. I'm sorry. Look it up.
1: That's totally,
0: totally a side note there. Yes. Yes. Uh, oh gosh. That was a good one. So, do you find that you're getting better at ditching rumination?
1: Yeah, and you know what I'm learning about like as you, as you
0: age, like do you think it's an age thing?
1: I think it's a life or experience
0: a, thing. Yeah,
1: I think it's definitely life experience, and I think if you're always um, striving to live in that state of self awareness, then it, it's a journey. It, it's yeah. not a destination, and so each and every day there's many opportunities to make the choice to to ruminate. There's make the choice to just live in the present moment and let it flow through you, and not, not there's not a need to ruminate over every single thing that happened throughout the day, right? Right. One other thing: making room for others' experiences, even if they differ from my own experience, mm-hmm. um, making more space for that. I love I love this idea of I have a lot of friendships and a lot of uh, relationships and that are all eclectic. I -hmm. I love collecting eclectic relationships, and so I'm learning as I age to surround myself with people that aren't exactly like me. Why we love travel so much. We love the experience of immersing in another culture, seeing how other families in other countries or wherever, you know, even just traveling out west. Yeah, totally, just anywhere. But I love it. I mean, it's one of my favorite things is to meet people that are not like me.
0: Me too. Yeah, it it doesn't threaten me and I don't want them to be like me. I'm like, imagine how boring the world would be if everybody was alike.
1: That space, you're creating that space for the differences I, I, just, I just love our topic today. Yeah. I, 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 as we sit here and chat, I hope that it has resonated with our listeners and I would love to hear from them. So tell them, them how they
0: can find us. Yeah.
1: We, you guys can find us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and yeah. any of the listening platforms.
0: You can go to our socials, Instagram, Facebook, Midlife State of Mind podcast, Follow us there, and we'd love to hear from you guys. Is it you've found...
1: How you're making it? Yeah, yeah.
0: Is there something that you do when you find yourself ruminating? Is it maybe you knit? Maybe you pray? Maybe you, you know, turn on some music and dance? Absolutely. You know, it might be... I'd love to hear other ways.
1: Oh, I love a good kitchen dance party. At yeah. my house, we have those a lot. Yeah. Well, so
0: <laughs> we just, for Christmas, my Christmas present was a Sonos. Nice, I love that. So I, I can that. now play music. We were playing it through the TV, but you know, or I could just play it on my phone. But so now I can have um, my kitchen dance parties, like <laughs> like a disco. You this know? kitchen is made for dancing, exactly. But well, we thank you guys for listening, and we love you all, and we can't wait to share more next next episode. All right, have a wonderful week. Yep. See you soon. Bye. Bye.
1: This has been an E-Squared production.